You're listening to Bird Means Business, episode 48. Mamas and moms-to-be, welcome, welcome, y'all. I'm gonna be so hype this entire show because I really am so glad you're here. I love that I get to share this very special space with you and that I know who I'm talking to directly. It's really refreshing to be like, I am speaking directly to moms or those who are looking to become moms. And y'all, as a mom myself, I have a huge place in my heart for you, for your struggles, for your victories, and like really in general, I'm obsessed with all things motherhood. Like don't text me, you know, a question about pregnancy or labor and delivery or postpartum because I will go in. Mommying is one of my most favorite subjects. So if I could squeeze you right now, I would. Um, I wish we were talking face to face, but this will have to do. And yes, this episode is all about business and mommying freedom, flexibility, and growth in a service-based business. So this is the third episode in this month's Your Questions Answered series. It all started with just a conversation we were having on my Instagram. If you're not following me on Instagram, it's at heybirdwilliams. I was in my stories and I said, you know, let me just know, you know, what types of questions do you have that I can, you know, help you along your journey to, to address on the Bird Means Business podcast? And I got four incredible questions that I'm addressing in the month of October during the series. The first question was how to sustain growth through customer retention. That was episode 46. The next question was how do I not get overwhelmed with all the details? That was episode 47. This episode is all about mommying and business like I explained. And next week we're talking about navigating mental health and entrepreneurship. That is gonna be a super special one. So make sure that you subscribe to Bird Means Business so that you automatically get all the episodes. In today's episode, I'm really going to dive into what I believe is at the crux of this question, which is how do I have all of these things, freedom, flexibility, growth in a service-based business and as a mom. And I want you to stay tuned to the very end for a very, very special announcement, right? Now, before we dive in, I want to remind you that what I'm sharing here on Bird Means Business is very general, right? I'm trying my best to take these questions and different business topics and apply it to different business types so that I can help you all. Um, I'm using questions that you ask, like in this series, or, you know, common issues that I'm seeing as I'm working with clients or, you know, conversations I have with entrepreneurs. And while I hear story after story of how the Bird Means Business podcast has helped so many businesses, even though I'm less than a year in, and y'all, this makes me so happy to hear. Um, I do like a happy dance every single time someone says that it's helped their business. So thank you for letting me know. Please leave a review so that I can can see that and do another happy dance. (laughs) But 
Every business situation is unique. So the application of what I share will likely be different based on, you know, your particular situation, your set of resources, etc. So if you ever want to go deeper, just schedule a complimentary consultation call with me. We'll sit down and kind of identify your specific needs and where you are and what your best next steps would be. So to do that, you're going to go to birdwilliams.com consultation. All right. Okay, let's dive in. Now, when I first read this question, I thought freedom, flexibility, and growth. Yes, we all want that. Let's go, right? But then the context of what this mom was asking really jumped out at me. How can I have these while I'm in a service-based business and while I'm a mom? Now, when I launched my gym business, which is called The League, it's a a warehouse gym here in Houston, launched it back in 2013. Y'all, it was just me and my husband, Terry. So this is a brick and mortar service-based business. It's group fitness classes. And y'all, Terry instructed every single class and I worked the front desk for every single shift in the very beginning. And it was a great place to start, but it would not allow us to grow there's a ceiling to that model, right? So if you've been around the Bird Means Business Squad for a while, you've heard me say it again and again, how building a dynamic team is imperative for your growth, okay? Super duper important. You can only do everything for so long and it should be as short as possible. But again, we all have different resources we're working with. So it got to the point where, y'all, I would literally have two computers at the front desk. One computer would be for checking in clients. You know, they're beeping in with their key tag as they're going into class. And another computer was for me doing whatever work I needed to do on the business itself, you know, reconciling our QuickBooks or emailing potential partners, stuff like that. But y'all, it was a mess because I wasn't fully in either space. I wasn't able to really connect with clients because in the back of my head, I'm thinking about the transition, the transaction I'm trying to reconcile. And I could have also been making mistakes because I wasn't fully there either. Did y'all know that multitasking isn't a real thing? I'm not afraid to admit that I only recently learned that I was... I saw a post come through and then I just started to do more research. Multitasking isn't real. You can't actually do two things at once and you're just basically not doing either thing well. So I was trying to multitask, but it wasn't working out. And I really knew that in order for us to really grow the league and to take it to the next level, I needed to focus more on what I was uniquely gifted at in my business and then higher in those other areas. So I made the decision to hire a team to work the front desk and free up time for me to actually grow the business. But in this stage of my life, which is, you know, pre-baby, I was super young. I think we launched the league when I was like 25. So I was maybe 26 or so. You know, I could still work around the clock and pull all-nighters if I needed to, because I really only had me and, you know, sort of my husband to worry about, right? I wasn't in charge of any other human but myself. Well, in 2016, that changed. So I got pregnant in January and I had my first son in October of 2016. And y'all, that first trimester 
hit me like a brick wall. And if you've had a baby before, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But I was very blessed to have a very easy pregnancy. I didn't have any morning sickness. I was just completely exhausted. I wasn't able to kind of go at full cylinders like I was used to. Um, And there were some, you know, physical limitations, naturally, obviously. Um, I couldn't just jump up on a whim. I couldn't stay up all night. Both me and baby needed me to rest, right? I, I realized that in this phase, I needed better systems in my business. It was one thing to have a team um, and having a team does make you create better systems because you're having to train someone on what you do and maybe what's just in your head. You're having to kind of maybe put to paper or, or explain, but I needed to even retrain my team to be more self-sufficient, to not rely on me as much. I needed to better structure our operations and all of that. So that's what I did. So for example, every time one of our service reps, that's the position that works the front desk, every time they would ask me, you know, text me a question in the middle of their shift, instead of just answering the question, I would actually include it in a list that I call the service rep quick reference guide. And I taped this list of like frequently asked questions and, you know, notes and things to remember. I taped it to the front desk so that it was right there for their reference in the future. So that's just a simple way of making a system around something that you're having to repeatedly do in your business so that you have more flexibility, so that you have more freedom in your business. So these two factors, team and better systems, helped me grow my business. You know, we actually expanded to two locations a year after we started hiring team members, which is great. And it also gave me flexibility and freedom because the business didn't rely on me so much for those day-to-day operations. And this was crucial, right? I was pregnant. I was needing to make sure that, you know, whenever I needed to take a maternity leave, didn't even know how that would look, that the business wouldn't just go kaput, right? Um, But even at this time, my husband, Terry, who had initially instructed all of the classes, was now having a team of instructors that he trained so that he wasn't having to work every shift. So that's two ways to think of it, your team and your systems, right? And and helping you reach this goal of more flexibility, freedom, and growth in your business. But I feel like it doesn't fully answer the the question. I think what this mom was really getting to, um, and maybe I'm wrong, but I'm, I'm thinking what she's asking about is scale. How do I scale my business? And when you think about scaling, you can think of this. Right now in your service-based business, maybe you can only work with 10 clients at a time. That's like your ceiling. That's the most you can do. Well, what would it look like or how could you adjust your business model so that you could work with 20 clients or even 100 or 1,000 clients um, and increase your revenue in that way and not have to work yourself to death because you can't kill yourself in your business and also have the capacity and energy for your little ones at home, right? And not just your little ones at home, but also for your husband and for your own personal time. So when I look at it, that would be real freedom and flexibility and growth when there's no ceiling or a much higher ceiling on your revenue potential while you're also maintaining work-life balance. So when we're talking about scaling, your team still plays a big part here. Beyond just hiring maybe, you know, an administrative assistant or a marketing team member, I see a lot of service-based businesses bringing on other partners who do their same specialized task. So my midwife actually is a great example of this. 
initially, she just had an at-home practice. Um, When I went to meetings with her, it was just there at her home. She had a home office and she was the only midwife. Well, now she's grown her business and she has a new midwife. Um, And they actually split the time. It's really interesting. Um, I'd never seen it done like this, so I'm really happy to share it here. Well, the first half of the month, she is available for all checkups and even deliveries, you know, baby deliveries. And the second half of the month, the new midwife is available for checkups and deliveries. So there's a whole half of the month that she is completely off. And to take it even further, she actually bases like what, which, you know, half of the month she has on her kids' birthdays. Most of them, or I think all of them actually happen to fall in the second half of the month. So talk about freedom and flexibility and growth in a service-based business. I just love it so much. She realized in order to take this to the next level, I need to sort of duplicate myself. Um, I want to move out of my house. She's now at a separate location. And she did that through hiring someone else who can do the specialized skill that she does. And she has an entire half of the month off of work. I just love it so much. So that's just one example. But beyond team and scheduling, I want you to explore ways that you can also diversify revenue streams in your business. So is there perhaps a digital product like an ebook? or an online course or a masterclass that you can offer that makes your business much more scalable. And this doesn't have to be the only thing your business does. This could just be a separate revenue stream. So this would mean that a million people could purchase your ebook or your masterclass tomorrow, and it would require zero more work from you. You know, you wouldn't have to lift a finger because it's all automated. I want you to explore those types of revenue streams because I think that is a great opportunity for making a service-based business more scalable. Now, I want to say this too. Not everyone wants to scale their business. I recently had a conversation with an entrepreneur who was very frustrated by this general sentiment out there and kind of pressure that she felt in the market that you kind of had to make your business scalable. Now, she works with clients one-on-one. She has a program and she really likes it that way. She feels like she can be very connected to her client and it seems like it's the best way for her business model. Y'all, I think that is great self-awareness and I think it's 100% okay to embrace that if that's where you are. If you're like, I just feel like the best way to deliver my service or product right now is one-on-one, then go for it. Um, But I'll also mention that this young lady who I was speaking with doesn't have children. And I don't say that because I don't want you to think that I'm saying if you have kids, you have to scale your business. But y'all, there's definitely more benefit to having some scalable revenue streams in your business when one-on-one clients can be a lot more risky when you do have kids. Meaning, you know, again, you're booked out at 10 clients or 15 clients, however many that is for your business. And, you know, What happens if you have to go on maternity leave? What happens if you have to pick up your kid from school and they're sick for, you know, half a week or whatever it might be? It just makes it a little bit more tricky if that's all you're relying on. Again, it all depends on your specific business model. And if you have more questions, I really would love to chat. So hit me up. So this idea of scalability being maybe more important to certain businesses or, you know, entrepreneurs versus others really leads me to my my final point. And this is one for your entrepreneurial toolbox. Y'all, life happens in seasons. So what is real 
and crucial and seemingly everything and in your face in your life right now will not always be that way. It's hard to recognize this in the moment, you know, but but think back to high school. What did you care about then? What consumed your thoughts and everything you had going on? What was going to be the end of the world if it didn't happen? Think of college or think of other phases of your life. And the reality is life ebbs and flows and what might be important to you in one season may not be important in the next. What you might need in one season, you might not need in the next. The really hard thing you're going through right now won't last forever. It's just a season. And that thing that you feel like is holding you back right now, it has an expiration date on it and you will see it through and you will come out stronger. So don't just have blinders like focused on the right now and what looks impossible. Lift your head up, girl, and see what's beyond your present moment and lean into that, believe for that, plan for that, and hope for that. Hope for that future um, goal you have because you will get there. It won't always be like this. And y'all know that is super important for moms to hear because there's so many stages, right? There's pregnancy and that that's his whole thing. Then there's postpartum, which no one talks about enough, right? <laughs> um, for me, it was harder than any phase. And then there's as your kids are growing and developing. Now I have a four-year-old. We actually had a parent-teacher conference today and, you know, talking with the teacher through what he needs to learn and where he needs to be and, you know, being surprised that, oh, wow, he's doing great there, but he needs more work here. It's like there will always be new challenges and it's just having to understand this is a season. This is what we're working through now and we're going to, you know, in the next season, it's going to be easier in a lot of ways, but there'll be new challenges, right? I actually had a friend say this very well. Uh, we were both, we both had little children at the time, like really, I think under one. And um, she said this, she's like, it's like you finally figure out one phase that your kid is going through and then there's some other surprise. It's like you figure out, bottles or pumping or breastfeeding and you feel so good like finally I figured it out like I have victory over this right and then all of a sudden it's like okay now you have to introduce solids and you're like okay well do I parade do I do this like you have a whole new set of questions right and I'm learning as a, as a mom of, like I said, now a four-year-old, that just kind of keeps happening. It just looks different. And you're made all the better for it because you're learning to adapt and you're learning to um, embrace life for the seasons that you're in, okay? So I also want to mention this. I suppose there are some of you who may have tuned in and you're wondering if or when you should have kids as an entrepreneur. You might be asking questions like, should I even be a parent? And how will that work with the demands of my business? When is the perfect time to have kids as an entrepreneur? Well, I'll touch on each of those questions really quickly. In terms of should I be a parent, I would just really say like search your heart and what it is that you really want deep down inside and understand that that can also change. You might have never wanted to have kids, but all of a sudden you kind of do. I'll actually give you an example. My mom did not want kids. She didn't even want to get married straight up. She was like, nope, don't want to get married. Don't want to have kids. Met my dad and he wanted four kids. Yeah, she ended up being okay. She had me. It was fine. <laughs> and then on the other hand, 
I've always wanted to be a mom. Like I've always been like, that's been something that was so important to me. I remember when I lived in New York, um, I was like oozing over all things motherhood with my, like some ladies in my analyst class and saying how I just couldn't wait to be a mom. And they were looking at me so funny because it was just so odd, you know, given our profession, here we are working on Wall Street. I'm over here talking about how much I want to be a mom and it just didn't really fit, but it was something that was always so important to me. So the last thing I'll say on, you know, should I be a parent? For me, it's a big part of my legacy. So when I die, I don't really care at all what I'm known for as a business person. I mean, quite frankly, I don't. Um, What I want is for Terry and Trenton and any future kids we might have to say, mom loved us so much. She spent time with us. She cared for us. She helped us grow to be loving people who contribute to society. Like that's, that's my legacy. That's what matters to me. And that's just me though. Not everyone has that desire. So again, it just goes back to really searching your heart and what you really want at the end of the day. Next, how will it work with the demands? Like how am I, how am I going to fit kids into the demands of, of running a business? You will adapt. And this is the thing. You've already been adapting. As an entrepreneur, it's something you're already doing. You're doing a really great job of adapting. Like I said, if you spent any time as an entrepreneur or any time in the year 2020. So we are all qualified for what it means to adapt because y'all know we have had to adapt so much this year, all right? And then lastly, when is the perfect time to be a parent? Y'all already know the answer. There is no perfect time. Now, I will say there are certainly times in your life where you might feel more prepared welcoming another whole human into your world, like maybe having more financial stability, for example. But y'all, that's not the end-all be-all. It's always going to feel like you could have more money, for example. It's always going to feel like you could have your life more together. And honestly, kids are going to rock your world in one way or another, regardless of when it happens. So just like when it comes to launching a business or making a big leap in your business, don't wait for the perfect time because the perfect time will never come. It will never feel perfect. Okay. So how do you have freedom, flexibility, and growth in a service-based business as a mom? My answer is building a strong team developing automated systems, planning for scalability, even if it's not right now in this season, maybe it's in a future season, and understanding that there are seasons to life. I know this isn't super sexy, but it's what I know and what I'm living. Now, one last practical tip for moms and moms-to-be, ask for help. You know all those people who love you and who you trust, who keep saying, hey, if you need anything for me, like, let me know. If if there's ever anything I could help with, y'all, take them up on it. Babysitting, cooking some home-cooked meals for you, all of that. Ask for practical stuff. Y'all, community is powerful. So don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be afraid to be vulnerable and say, yes, I actually do need some help. Please come. (laughs) Please come and help me, right? And again, it doesn't have to always be with the baby because you'll find that too. A lot of people want to come. I'll come hold the baby. Actually, can you bring me some food? You know, can you help, help me tidy up the house? Can you help me organize a closet? Like those kinds of things, people would be so happy to do, especially again, if you love and trust them. And also with your partner, 
Make sure that you communicate your needs. They are not mind readers. I can't tell you how many times someone's told me, my husband is doing this, this, and this, and I can't believe in it. And I say, well, what happened when you told him? Well, he should know. He should know that he needs, no, they are not mind readers. (laughs) So instead of just, you know, assuming that they're going to understand, no, communicate with them. And also, Don't just say, I'll just do it because it'll take me longer to explain to him how to do it than just doing it myself. No, ma'am. You are going to explain to him, take the time to explain to him how to do it um, so that in the future, again and again, just like when it comes to training your team, right, for your business, you want to make sure that he can do it and own it, right? Like I said, when it comes to your team, you're not going to answer the same questions again and again. You're going to train them so that they know how to have ownership of that and can move forward without you, okay? Last thing with when it comes to your partner, be okay with them not doing it exactly the way you do it. And I'm saying that to y'all, but I'm saying it right back to myself because that's something that's really hard for me. It's like my way isn't the only way it has to be done, okay? <laughs> so those are my tips when it comes to that. And again, if you want more specific guidance around your unique situation as it relates to business and momming, I would love to chat with you. So go to birdwilliams.com slash consultation to book a free consultation, all right? Okay, now for my special announcement. Y'all, we are expecting baby number three. Oh my goodness, I am so, so, so excited. I am just overjoyed. And honestly, if you don't care about my personal life, you can totally skip this part. It will not hurt my feelings, but I am going to relate this back to business in just a second. Um, But yes, we're we're expecting baby number three. Um, We found out a few weeks ago. um, I'm already showing, even though it's really early, I show really early. So um, we actually announced recently and I didn't even plan on straight up, did not plan on having this podcast episode tie with um, all of this <laughs> at all, you know? Um, so it's just really wild that it, it worked out that way. But when we were dating, Terry and I discussed how many kids we wanted, um, like from jump, it was something we talked about. And I said, I wanted three to four kids. He wanted two to three kids. So three was always kind of like, okay, this middle ground idea. But y'all, after having my second baby, Trenton, y'all, I was like, I am done. I am done, done. I was like ready for Terry to go ahead and schedule his vasectomy. Like, let's go. But my midwife said, Ashley, give it a year because postpartum is so hard. Like I said, y'all, it is just the least talked about. You know, you hear so much about pregnancy. You hear so much about labor and delivery and birth, but not many people talk about postpartum. And for me, it was just very hard. Um, So she was like, give it a year. And we did. And we were kind of unsure still after a year, but we were kind of still leaning toward just having two. We felt, you know, like this was okay, but... A few months ago, we had, I guess, like a pregnancy scare where, you know, I was like, oh my goodness, I think I'm pregnant. And we were excited. That was the weird thing. It was like, we're excited. Like immediately Terry's like talking about names and all of that. So um, I, I ended up starting like a few days later and we were like, okay, we looked at each other like, okay, so do we want more kids? Because we were so excited when we thought we were pregnant and we were like, clearly we do. So we stopped blocking and here we are. <laughs> Um, I get this question a lot, boy or girl, y'all, we really would be happy either way. I love being a boy mom so much. And I think it's what I know too. So I would be so happy to, to welcome another little boy into our family. Um, 
but also a little girl would be amazing. I mean, it'd be so sweet. I'd love to see Terry as a girl dad and to see the boys with a little sister. So we really are truly happy either way. But I want to bring it back to business really quick. How does this affect my businesses? Okay, so this is just a real moment. First, I change a lot in pregnancy. Um, My number one priority is my baby and my health. And it's funny, I was just recently at my um, my uh, holistic doctor and I was telling him how I'm just focused on the baby, focus on the baby. And he was like, well, no, you need to focus on you. You know, really you're focusing on you. The baby is inside of you and everything that, you know, affects you will affect the baby, but you don't have to be selfless and thinking it's just the baby. It's actually you. You have to get rest. You have to, you know, get enough water and eat enough whatever and all the things. And it's okay to say, yeah, this, this season is about me. And so everything else, is kind of next after that. And that's not how I typically am. And so it is an adjustment. Like if I need to take a nap in the middle of the day, I will. And I'll be honest in saying that like accepting this and having grace for this for myself and giving myself permission to rest was a lot easier in my past pregnancies for some reason. Some reason this time around, it's just been a lot harder to be okay with having to take a nap in the middle of the day. And I honestly think it's because we are in the middle of one of the wildest seasons of our entire lives, hands down. There's a lot going on in our lives, but I am working on embracing it, right? Saying, hey, I gotta rest. It's very important. So, um, that is one way it'll affect my businesses in the sense that um, I basically have to prioritize me first and not anything else. And then second, I'm looking at like my projects and offerings in my business and all like the kind of like plans and different things I had. And, you know, some have urgency to them. Like I'm still going to, you know, go full throttle with that. And others I'm sidelining um, for later. And I'm just going to say, I understand that this is probably, uh, you know, a lot of people wouldn't do this. They wouldn't be this vulnerable and kind of talk, talking about this. But I really want to take you behind the scenes and let you know what's really happening because some of you might have to make decisions like this too. And I want you to be okay with it. I want you to be okay with giving yourself rest. I want you to be okay with looking at all of the different goals that you had in your business over the next 12 months and saying, okay, what is really important, right? Um, and so that's what I'm doing. I'm saying, okay, this is super duper important. I, I really, my goal is to be able to have like at least two weeks to a month off after baby comes. And so I really want to, you know, figure out what I need to prioritize. So one way momming really helps you in business in general, even outside of pregnancy, is that it gives you laser focus and it makes your priorities super, super clear. And that's honestly something I'm really grateful for because if I can be honest, there were probably a lot of things in my business that I was trying to do that weren't, weren't really important. And you know how it is. You can just start to want to do all the things. And when I found out I was pregnant, I was like, okay, we're going to be doing this and this and this. And so it gives you really clear focus. And I love that. I actually have some really exciting new announcements coming very soon. So stay tuned for that as well. But like I said, I'm so glad you tuned in today. And I hope that these tips were helpful for you on your mompreneur journey. If you know any other mom who needs to hear this episode, please, please, please share it with them. Also, I'd love for you to leave a review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe there so that more entrepreneurs will hear about the Bird Means Business Podcast and will grow the show. Thanks a ton, and I'll talk to y'all next week.
Terry Williams. I'm so happy to have you on Terry's Take, especially for this episode. Can you say hi to the people? Hi, people. We talked about business and mommying. I know he has a shocked face right now because do you love mommy? Yeah, like mommy, this is mommy. Yes. Oh, thank you for that sweet hug. Yes. So we talked all about what it looks like to run a business, grow a brand, and be a mommy. Do you know that it's kind of a lot for me sometimes? Yeah. When mommy put on some lipstick and she go outside and she see the drill master, mommy saw the drill master outside <laughs> on the candy cameras. So she picked it up. Okay. Is she went in the house. First of all, I almost never wear lipstick. Do you mean chapstick? Yeah. And I don't know who the drum master is, and we don't have, well, yeah, we do have security cameras, but that's really strange. Okay, look, what do you think about mommy being an entrepreneur or owning her own business? You know how sometimes you're like, hey, mommy, I don't want to go to school. Remember how you said that? And I was like, yeah. well, Terry has to go to school so mommy can go to work. No, mommy's has to go to school too. Yeah, you say that every time, like as if I have to still go to school, but mommy's already done with school and now mommy has to go work. And so while you're at school, I'm working all day and yeah. I'm an entrepreneur. Can you say entrepreneur? Entrepreneur? Yeah. Mommy, mommy's not entrepreneur, not people. What? What is mommy then? Mommy's a zombie. I'm a zombie? I'm a zombie, too. Okay, well, this is good timing with October, so I guess we're just in that theme of scary things. But it is a lot to manage all of the businesses I run and you and Trenton and our family. But guess what? I love it. And you know what? Hey, guess what? Did you know that you're my why? You knew that? You're my motivation. You're what makes me want to keep going even when I'm tired. Did you know that? Yeah. If you're a Y, you have two eyes with a Y. You have a mouth with a Y. You have a body with a Y. And you have a nose with a Y. I have no idea what that means. But hey, you're my motivation. Do you know that? Everything I do is for you. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Do you know that that means that you're so important to me? And do you also know that sometimes that means that I have to rethink my priorities and how much time I'm spending in my in my work so that I can make sure to, um, hey, I'm trying to tell you something, brother. <laughs> what in the world? Well, I love you so much and you're so important to me and you are the reason that I even have the Bird Means Business podcast that we are even doing this every week. So cheers to you. Say cheers to me and Trenton. Cheers to me and Trenton. Cheers. Cheers. Hey, don't touch the microphone. Okay. <laughs> this is a great example of what business and mommy looks like in real life. Real life what? Okay. Well, you want to say bye to the people? Bye, people. Have a great week. Have a great week. This is the last one. <laughs> yes, we only have one more. No, I don't want to do one more. Okay, I will do 